Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, December 8th. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief of Real Clear Politics. Carl, uh, some some sad news this morning to report. Chuck Yeager, the uh, iconic test flight pilot who broke the sound barrier and was featured by Tom Wolfe in The Right Stuff, died at 97. Uh, we lost another good one in 2020. The list continues to grow. Yeah, but that's not sad. He he lived almost. He had a great life. Great and, life. And uh, there, there's a there's a Twitter account called God. I don't know if you've seen it. it has like several million followers. Tom, I and have the, not. Yeah, he's got. He's a guy with a gray beard and a mask on right now. He, it's a very pretty good Twitter feed. Anyway, he today he tweeted Chuck Yeager got here fast. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um. But we also, uh, Carl, that's a segue to the latest vaccine news, which is that there's a story out this morning that a 90-year-old grandmother in Britain is the first recipient of the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, We're told that Donald Trump's going to be signing an America First order that U.S. citizens are going to get the vaccine first here, and that it could be rolling out as early as, uh, you know, 10 days to two weeks that folks in the U.S. will start getting vaccinated. And obviously, there will be priority for uh, you know, frontline workers and the like. Um, that's all good news, is it not, Carl? Well, yeah. And look, the the priority, I think, in the United States, I mean, it was in Britain, is going to be people in nursing homes and healthcare workers in nursing homes, and then people on the front lines, healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, first responders. I mean, I mean, think then you go to the people who are delivering food and who have to be out there. You, you know, I just wish there could not be politics. And it, it was among all the other things about 220 and this virus that were unfortunate was that it happened in election year, because this ought to be something that Joe Biden and his team and President Trump and his team are working with together so that there can be a seamless handoff of the baton. You don't get the feeling that's happening. I hope it's happening behind the scenes. Um, but with the president running around the country, holding rallies and Call, trying to call legislatures back in a session and you know relitigate the the election returns. I, I my worry is that the administration is not spending as much time as it ought organizing how this vaccine is going to be rolled out. Well, certainly. Do you share uh, that? Do you share that one? I mean, uh, to a certain degree. I mean, I'm sure there are folks that are doing nothing but this in parts of the government. I don't know, you know, how much Donald Trump is focused on it, or quite frankly, that he needs to be at this point because. You know, he's not the one who's going to be making those decisions that, you know, are, are the logistics of it. So uh, but you're right. I mean, he's totally focused still on the election. We are, you know, I don't know, over a month past the election. He is still, uh, you know, calling folks, including apparently, according to a report, the Speaker of the House in Pennsylvania, trying to get him to overturn the results in Pennsylvania. Carl, at what point does this uh, become uh harmful to democracy i mean i know there are folks on the left who who would say it's already been i mean it's harmful to democracy because ever since november 4th and he didn't you know didn't concede the next day but there are plenty of trump supporters out there that are saying look he has the right and should continue to fight this and and so you know we seem stuck in this place um at least you know continuing for the time being but at what point does this become a real problem and an actual threat to democracy or, or does it never become that? Is it just simply, you know, part of the, the Trump show that goes on until 
the electors meet, they do their they do their job, and and Joe Biden becomes president of the United States. Tom, in my view, and this is just my opinion, I think it's already a problem. And you know, I, I like I sometimes use football analogies, but a couple of years ago, you remember the Saints and the Rams were playing, and Drew Brees threw a pass, and the Ram defender hit the it was clear pass interference and it would have given the, the saints would have won the game and gone and, to the super bowl and gone to the super bowl and the nfl was it was a crisis for the nfl um and and they changed the rule they had to change it back you know but people took it seriously and what they took seriously was if, if you follow the analogy fraud now the referees there didn't you know conspire to do anything they didn't they weren't being bribed they just froze um if but what happened was you know the league dealt with it but the Saints, but the Saints did not go to the Super Bowl. The Rams did, and what what you'd like to see a president do, even if Donald Trump is, I'm convinced that there was fraud. I'm convinced that he's convinced. What he ought to say is, uh, what he ought to use the leverage is to say, listen, I'm going to concede and I'm going to help Joe Biden any way I can. Our country right now, especially with this pandemic, can't have a disruptive handoff of power. But I'm going to, I'm going to do this, and I've talked to Joe Biden with the understanding that both parties are gonna to come together and we're gonna make sure that elections in the United States are A, on the up and up, and B, the, are transparent and C, the people know it so that everybody has confidence in the election. That's what would be, if a person cared about the country, in my view, that's what he'd be doing. Uh, and back to that, that, you know, the saints knew they were job, but they didn't stay on the field. They didn't refuse to leave the field. They didn't show up at the Super Bowl anyway and go on the field and say, no, we're playing. They they made it clear that they thought they'd been jobbed, but they abided by the rules. And i that's what I think the president of the United States should do. Well, since you mentioned football, Carl, I'll give you the last word. Since last night, your Washington football team uh, defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers, the last undefeated team in the NFL. And on Sunday, the New York Giants beat my Seattle Seahawks. The lowly NFC East is suddenly a powerhouse, Carl. What's going on here? Well, what's going on down. is it's, it's 2020, Tom. <laughs> Joe Joseph Biden is president-elect of the United States. This guy ran three times. He never got he never got out of the starting gate the first time. The second time he finished so far up the field, we forgot he ran. Um, Barack third Obama time he was left for dead until ba Barack <laughs> Obama made him vice president on the condition that he never run again. And and then he yeah you're right he was left for dead in Iowa. And, New Hampshire, he showed up in South Carolina and read the stage directions to his followers. Oh, um, I'm in South Carolina. They're African-Americans. African-Americans like me. Please vote for me. That's the new president of the United States. So anything can happen. Including the Washington football team. Beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Making the playoffs, going to the Super Bowl. Let's not get well, carried away. Yeah, let's not. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief. And this has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, December 8th, 2020.